world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. <laughs> hey, we have passed the salt. Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Hey, it's a balmy 35 here today. Balmy 35, no, my heater's not broke, fixed. They misdiagnosed it, ordered the wrong part, put all those old parts in there, $700 worth of parts, and then had the wrong part. <laughs> so the good news is they took all those other old parts out of there, and I'll have a new one here. If the UPS continues to work in the Postal Service and stamps to go up, we'll have one here in a couple of days, and the heat will be up. But we're in, we got a tropical heat wave coming this way. It's going to be nearly 60 from here on out the rest of the week. I'm I'm just telling you, man. You just look out the just look out the window. If you're looking for something crazy, uh, you don't even have to call it a conspiracy theorist because we know from Psalm two that there is a conspiracy going on, right? And I, I watched a little bit of stuff yesterday again on weather manipulation. And I, look, hey, come on now, come on. Can I tell you something? Ultimate tinfoil hat, isn't it? Weather manipulation. We don't. I, come on, we, they can't do that, Coach. Can they? they really? They can control the weather. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, they can. They can't control all of the weather, but they certainly can manipulate the weather. It's chemtrails and all that stuff going on. And again, I, I just continue. Uh, I, I enjoy coming here every morning because I, it's good to talk to people who sort of understand what I'm talking about. Like-minded people. You know what I'm saying about the Bible calls us peculiar Amen. people. Peculiar. Peculiar. What's the expense? Be a good word to start out with today. Peculiar. Numbers are down today, only 87 in here. Come on, get in there, folks. Peculiar. Appropriate belonging to that, a singular particular belonging to a nation, system, or other thing, and not to others. Peculiar is exclusive property, that which belongs to a person in exclusion of others. In canon law, a particular parish or church, uh, uh, branch of court of archa, peculiar, peculiar, means you are different yet part of something. So we're peculiar people. Bible tells us that, and I love being love being around peculiar people. I had a good inter. I watched last night. I don't know how many of you guys did logged in with Wano Saving last night to watch the uh, thing about the Brunson brothers, and it was uh, about an hour and a half. It was good, and uh, just uh, you know, it was not really. It was nothing more than them, uh, Juan, pretty much exposing to everybody else what's going on with this. Uh, sending letters to the Supreme Court. We should continue to do that, by the way, folks. It would be a good thing for you to do and go print out five copies and just go to people that you know and ask them for a signature, uh, get them to sign it and send them in. It's a chance for us to speak to the United States Supreme Court. It's a chance for us to really make a difference and it would be good for for all of us to do that. Uh, Mel, I'll see your hand up. Go ahead real quickly. Yeah, I just wanted to let you know that I, I posted the, a link to that meeting on the Liberty Action Network website under the action. So if you're interested in that meeting that happened last night, go there and you can watch it. Okay. It's kind of it's kind of dry. Parts of, the parts of it are really good. A lot of it really, really dry. So just telling you that. We're ahead of everybody, right? I would hope all of you out there, why haven't you done that? If you have not done those letters, why haven't, why haven't you done that? Maybe I ought to open it up. And here's some excuses as to why all of you guys haven't done that. Send two letters and a dollar. Why haven't you done that? Anybody want to answer why you haven't done it? Won't matter. Huh? Stupid. Won't matter. Bob. Bob raises his hand. What's up, Bob? Yeah, I just wanted to say uh, <clears throat> thanks to Mel and Craig there for the way they put that on Mel's uh, website there. It's even a kindergartner like me can figure out how to do it non-tech or low-tech or whatever you want to call me uh yeah they made it so simply they laid the letters out and showed you the envelopes and the stamps and yeah it was real easy Th- thanks a lot for sure showing yeah, us thanks, thanks for doing it bob it only cost you a buck or maybe a couple bucks whatever you put in there folks listen here's what i like about what was going on last night 
At least they're calling a play. At least somebody's running a daggone play, right? And you say, well, I, I, I hear all the mumblers out there. Well, that's not going to – the Supreme Court's bought off, and that's not going to – I hear it all. Okay, so don't send a letter then. Don't send a letter so that it doesn't work so you can say, see, I told you it wasn't going to work. And that's where so many people sit. That's where they live their lives. I'm not going to do that. That ain't going to make a difference. And then it doesn't work. And they say, see, I told you it wasn't going to make a difference. Huh? That's where we live. See, without faith, it's impossible to please God. When I sent those letters in, I prayed over those letters, and I said, those are going to accomplish it. Those are going to. Thank you, Lord, did I get a chance to do that. And how many of you out there have even done it, have gotten them, printed them off for your children, for your children to send in? What if the Supreme Court, what if the Supreme Court is sitting there and God is going to use letters from American citizens to move the cold, dead heart of men? What if that were to happen? Well, we don't know because some of you already know it's rigged and it's not going to work. You don't say amen. I live in the real world. I know what's going on. And I, I, I salute Juan and all those guys that are involved with it. They're running a play. They're running a play. And what does it require you to do? Uh, print off two letters, address an envelope, put two stamps on it, and dollar in one of them, send them off. That I don't know if I can do that, Coach. I don't know if I can do that. Somebody else will do it. Clay will send three of them in for me. I won't have to do it. Clay will send three in. Yeah, I, I won't have to do it. It isn't going to work anyway not going to work. Come on. They're not going to listen to us. They're not going to listen to us. Lord, please, Lord, change our country, Lord. Lord, please do something to change it. Well, they ain't going to listen to us. I ain't going to do that. That's where we live. That's a double-minded man, unstable in all of his ways. Let him expect nothing from God. That's what the Bible says. You know what? I'm sending those letters in, and I'm believing for a miracle. I'm believing for a miracle. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. If the Supreme Court rules in favor of that, and some of those guys have to be removed, then you better brace for civil war. You better brace for civil war. And if you think that those judges, those Supreme Court judges, five of them, they're just going to uh, rule in our favor because it's the right thing to do, then you're dumber in hell. If you think that they're just going to do it because that's the right thing to do, we passed that a long time ago, friends. Our courts aren't about the right thing to do anymore. They're not. But maybe an appeal to heaven, God's people appealing to the government, perhaps God will supernaturally move and make that effective. Effective. Maybe, but don't you do it. Because hell, it's not going to work anyway. It's all Luciferian. It's all the Masons. And, oh, coach, that's all rigged. And they're just, okay, well, then don't send it in. Don't send it in. And then when it doesn't work, then you can stand up and pound your chest. Say, see, I told you. I told you that wouldn't work. I knew. I knew. I, I didn't even do it. I knew it wasn't going to work. Somebody say amen. Because I'm reading somebody's mail out amen. there right now. Huh? Somebody said, well, you're coaching reading amen. my mail. You're actually reading my, my mail, coach. That's what you're doing. I know. I know. And, you know, I, I, yeah, come on, folks, you don't have to go too far. Look what Jeff Klein, look what the impact you guys had when you went with Jeff Klein to a local school board meeting. Look at the impact that you had. Because I don't know what you are like, but if I'm sitting in a group of, if I had 15 people lined up in my, my, in my yard wanting to uh, complaining about the driveway at Sky High, if I had 15 of them lined up out there, that would get my attention. One guy sends me a letter. Ah, that old crabby guy, he don't care. 15 people out there saying, hey, your driveway sucks. I'm, I'm going to do something about my driveway. Common sense. But we don't, we don't do that, see. We don't, we don't do that. I'm, I'm, hey, coach, for, coach for, for New Year's Eve, this ought to be the activity that's brought to any gathering, family. What family. a great idea. What a great idea. Any New Year's Eve gathering, have those letters ready to go. You say, well, coach, I don't have any. Well, go to Staples and print off 100 It might cost you $10. might cost you 15 There you go. Great idea. Yeah. Great idea. Say, would you just, you can even tell them this. I'll mail it for you. I'll mail it for you. If you'll just sign it, I'll mail it for you. That might cost you another 20 bucks. Of course, if you do that, 
Then it isn't going to work. Then you can tell her, see, I told you it wasn't going to work. Betty's crazy. I've been telling you, I've been telling you, she's crazy. She, that damn Betty, she don't do nothing. Uh-huh. Come on. Am I, am, I, am I picking up what I'm laying down? I'm so, I'm so sick of us not fighting together. And I see it as a play. Hey, Clay Parker, you think there's any Tennessee hillbillies down there that could you maybe find 20 of them to send in a letter? Well, Coach, hey, they may say they may something, they may laugh at me, Coach. They may laugh at me. Oh, yeah, well, hell, I've been laughed at before. They're, hey, Clay, they're laughing at you anyway. You just don't know it. I'll be well, honest with you, Coach. It's hard to find 20 people around here that's willing to send a letter. Yep, it is. Well, print them off and go hand them out and ask them to sign it. Tell them you're going you're gonna to mail it in for them. I don't want to get stuck on this, I, but uh, this is this is the heart of it, man. This is the heart of what's going on. All things are local. My grandkids all just came in because my uh, my daughter's pipes busted, so they're everywhere. I got a I, I got a furnace that doesn't work, a furnace that doesn't work, and broken pipes. And God is so good, isn't he? Huh? He's so good. So it's, it's all good. Thank God for the problems and trials you have. For they develop patience and patience, character, character, hope, and hope doesn't disappoint. Get up off of your butt and quit feeling sorry for yourself and quit being the negative Nelly. That isn't going to work. That's a waste of time. Hey, George, come on in here real quick. Betty, get or not Betty. Myra, get ready to pray. Coach, oh, I, I hear you. I tell you the truth. I tell you the truth. I don't feel like praying. Anybody ever feel like that? Huh? Anybody ever feel like that? I don't feel like it. Myra, go ahead and get up some feel-good, cheesy prayer. Make us all feel good. And you won't even do a damn letter. Go ahead, George. Coach, I hear what you're laying down, and I, I'll, I'm admit it to you. I haven't sent a letter. I have trouble, and I need your help because I feel sick at my stomach. I haven't done it, and this is the reason I haven't done it. I'm not good at figuring out how to copy it or to do it. or to, I, I'm just not good at this computer thing. So can somebody please help me how to do it, and I'll do it. We'll, I, we'll do Somebody going to help George out here. Who's going to help George out? Yeah, we'll get him mm-hmm. done that. Joke. I give him a call okay. and give you. Uh, I give you a call, no, listen, listen. George. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. Here's part of the problem. George probably doesn't have a printer. I don't. You don't have I'll send him some copies. Tell me what you need, George. Give me an address. I'll send you fifty copies. There you go. Well, okay. you don't have to send him fifty. But hey, listen, because this is uh, Juan O'Savin made this point last night. I think it's really, really good. They're going to hear the case on the sixth, but the sixth isn't the deadline. We can keep sending letters in. It, it may be maybe a month afterwards before we hear the decision, right? So even though we thought we were under the deadline of, of January 6th, ironic, isn't it? January 6th is that date again. It, it's really extends beyond that. So look, we don't want to we don't want to bombard George and we don't have to send him 50 copies. But maybe somebody in here can put a number in there that can connect with George. Or George, you put your number and then somebody will call you and we'll get we'll get those we'll get those things going, right? Huh? Thank you. Hey, just a little coaching today. That's all it is. Just a little coaching. A little coaching. That's my experience as it always is. I told you this. When, when we had really, really great football teams, we got had 100 guys on the team. We really had only 11, 15 maybe that played. The other the other 85 out there, they're hoping they would get a, day, a date to the homecoming dance. They wanted to be on the field and be able to wear the jersey and to school on Friday and walk up and down the hall so everybody thought they were cool because they're on the football team, but they never had any plan ever to tackle anybody. <laughs> oh, hell no. No, no, no. Don't put me out there. We got a lot of you wearing the uniform. You ain't playing. Huh? That's right. You're wearing the uniform. You're not, do- you're not, you're not doing it. You're not playing. You're not playing. And poor Clay's running his butt off. And Betty's running her play- butt off and, um, I could go on and on with names. Jeff Klein, they're busting their butt, and you it won't even send a freaking letter. I w- I'd say I love you all, but I, I, I'm just telling you the truth. You need a kick in the ass, I'm giving you a kick in the ass. Whatever. Go, go ahead and pray, Myra. Quickly, oh. quickly, because I don't feel like it. That's all people do. That's all people do is pray. Pray on the way to the battle. Don't pray for the battle. Pray on the way to it. Pray that the Lord will direct your stone. Pray that the Lord will get you that the prince that you need. Check. Pray that the Lord's going to put you in front of people who are going to sign those letters. Pray that way. Get get negativity out of your out of your head. How can you pray for something and you don't even believe it? 
or pray for something and you hope somebody else is going to do it. Golly. Go ahead, Myra. Yes, Coach. I'll be delighted. Good morning, Harold. Uh, the reading today is going to be from Deuteronomy 15, 1 through 4. <laughs> Excuse me. All right, Myra. All right, okay. Myra. That should already be crazy. on your screen. That it should already crazy. be on your screen. It, yes, coach. It is written. At the end of every seven years, thou shalt make a release. And this is the manner of the release. Every creditor that lendeth out unto his neighbor shall release it. He shall not exact it of his neighbor or of his brother, because it's, it is called the Lord's release. Jubilee, you're a jubilee. Go ahead. Of a foreigner thou mayest exact it again, but that which is thine with thy brother thine shall hand shall release save them there shall be no poor among you for the lord shall greatly bless thee in the land which the lord thy god giveth thee for an inheritance to possess it holy spirit you are welcome to coach dave haddle and we open our hearts to you i unleash resurrection power love joy and grace on you in jesus name amen debt is of the devil that's why there was a year of jubilee every seven years all debts were forgiven and if you look at where we are in america how many people you know they cannot advance the kingdom of god because they're too much in debt we live in a debt driven society and that is one of the weapons of the devil is to keep us in debt buy it on credit no interest credit yeah come on you're with me right right and the year of jubilee was all debts were forgiven every seven years that's a whole that's a whole nother thing right there that's a whole nother. go ahead craig before i get gone i'm about ready to get going anyway absolutely no uh no coach i just want to say um you know, i gave that to my daughter and her husband and they they filled it out and then the other day they came back in and they said hey can you give me a couple i want to give it to some of my friends they want to sign up so I just wanted to give you a word of encouragement that that does happen. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Craig. Now, look, friends, remember, please, this is critical. It's not about overthrowing an election. All you do is say to people, say, are you tired? Are you tired of the government overstepping its bounds? Are you tired of that? And they'll all say, oh, yeah, I hate that damn government. I hate Trump. Well, look. There's a, there's a case between this before the Supreme Court that's going to make the elected officials live up to their oath. That's what that's all you gotta say. It's not political. We just want them to have to follow the same rules as the rest of us. You agree with that, Harry? Oh, you do here. Would you sign this letter for me, Harry? Don't get into the election and the stolen Trump and Hillary and but oh Lord. Huh? Foolish and unlearned questions do avoid, for they do engender strife. Hmm? They do. They do. I do. Okay, where am I? What, what, what I want to talk about today? I want to talk about this because it's more and more and more and more and more. Hey, hey, by the way, I want to get this off my chest. Hey, Spence, pull up the picture of me and Bill Barr. I hope the FBI is watching right now, and I hope some other people are watching right now because there's about 160 of you in this huddle, well, not in this huddle right now, but at least 160 people that went to Bill Barr's house with me. Would somebody out there, if you went to Bill Barr's house, just come in right now and say, I did. Go ahead, I I'll, did. I'll wait. I did. I did. I did. I did. I did. Okay, so I at did. least 160 people will know that I'm not telling a lie. Because you know what they're doing now in the media? They're taking this picture right here, and they're saying, you know that Coach Dave, he's a double agent. 
Huh? There he is. Look at him. He's standing right there with Bill Barr. Huh? Oh, yeah. You can't trust that guy. And then what happens? Other people repeat it. Other people on our side repeat it. Now, I'm going to shut my mouth up, and I'm going to have Clay Parker tell you all what that picture what, what that picture is about. Can you tell the story, Clay? Or do you want me to lie and tell everybody? You can't yeah. Me. yeah, I am right there, right? Clearly, I'm in cahoots with Bill Barr. Hell, we're standing right there with him in front of him, right? Can't trust this guy. Clay, were you there? Yeah, yeah. What I'll happened? tell you the story. Well, how did that picture happen? You know, Clay? Yeah, we showed right. up. Oh, hang on, Clay. FBI knows this, right? FBI knows this. The, the, the FBI knows the story that Clay's about to tell you, right? It's just the dumbass patriots that don't know it, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, every conspiracy theory ever, everywhere. They don't even know who the good guys are and the bad guys. Sorry I said ass. Go ahead. Go ahead, Clay. Well, we showed up there in his neighborhood. We did? Right? We did? Yeah. Who's we? The team. So and what we, we do? And what we do, Clay? We showed up with uh, Craig Mickle's horse, a big old Clydesdale white horse, uh, 16 hands or so, named Samson. And we walked it down the street, and we stood out in front of the house and had to stay on the uh, side of the road away from the the side of the road where the house was. And, uh, and then the security came out and asked us why we were there. And we told them. We held our signs and and uh, patriotic. Wait, flags. what do we tell them? What do we tell them? We wanted Bill Barr to do. We wanted equal justice, and we wanted for job, him, right? and we wanted for job. him to acknowledge that we were there. And you told him, <laughs> Coach. You said you can you you can uh, hold up a thumb in the window, or you can open the door and and uh, stick your hand out and wave at us. But we want you to acknowledge our presence. Before we did he, invite, did he invite me in and we went in some dark room back in the back room and I did strategies with him and George Bush and, and uh, Dick Cheney. Did that happen there, Clay? No, did you I, see I don't that remember happened? that part there. Coach. None of that happened. Now None I remember he came out. He finally came out and he walked out there and uh, he 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 shook our hands and uh, we told him where we were from, the state we were from, and basically a little simple statement on why we were there. And then we uh, stood around him and laid hands on him, and we said a prayer. Randy Lunsford said a prayer, let us all in prayer, and we prayed for him. And then after that, he walked over and was headed back to his house, and and you said, hey, if you don't mind, turn around here. People aren't going to believe that all this happened. And uh, he turned around, and you posed with with him there, and, and we took a picture, and then the horse went in, and then that was it. That's 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 how that happened there, right? That's it. That's right. There's how that happened. Unbelievable, huh? Well, that's not what they're saying. That's not what they're saying. Hey, Clay, I, let me tell you this, folks. This is kind of neat, right? When Bill Barr came walking out, and I came over and shook my hand, we were up farther up by the mailbox, up by his mailbox. He came walking down. There was there. There were FBI agents right there. The FBI agents were checking us. The FBI agents were right there. And I stood out in front and said, hey, Booster Barr, just go to the window. Just show us that you heard us, that you know we were here. And the door opens. And what happens, Clay? He, he just walked out in the yard. He walked right out, out walked right down the steps, walks down the driveway, comes up to me, extends his hand and says, nice to meet you, Coach. Now, hang on. I'm thinking, Coach, how do you know who the hell I am, right? You know how he knew who I was? Because the freaking FBI told him who I was. And you know what the FBI told him? That there was nothing to be afraid of with Coach. That's what they told him. That's what they told him. He walked right out. And now they want to throw us in jail because we had the guts to go on January 6th and peaceably assemble to petition our government for redress of grievances. There There were 130 of us, I think, at Bill Barr's house that day. I just wanted to clarify that out there, FBI. Huh? I, w- I want to clarify that. When you when you haul us into court, this picture's coming too, dudes. Because mm. you know this. You know that if I was leading an insurrection, that I wouldn't have got within a, a thousand feet of that guy, right? Mm. Oh, you know. You know. Thanks, Matt. That, that, was, that, was, that was 10 minutes for me. I, I had to get that out. Come on in, Joe Allen and Gary Pierce. Come on in, Joe. 
Coach, I was the second one that shook his hand after you. Oh, well, it's coming after you too, you insurrectionist. I looked him right in the eyes and said, sir, we're here for you, and we're here to pray for you. That's right. That's right. Amen. Amen, Gary. Hey, when uh, we first got there, um, there was probably about 50 of us. And we stood there for about an hour and we were, we were asking him to come out and talk to us. And, uh, he didn't for a long time. And then what we did as a group, we walked away from his house and walked down the street. And this is after I had some discussions with secret service and we went down the street and you stayed, you stayed there right in front of his house and was the only one that was yep. there and said, Hey, would you, would you come out and give us an indication and, uh, that, that you want to talk to us. And that's when he finally came out and we demonstrated how peaceful we were and, and how safe it was for him. Because then it was then that the secret surface, uh, called him and said, it's okay, come on out. Uh, I believe these guys and, and he did. And it was a, it was a, Great experience. Uh, by the way, that's Gary's hands taking this picture. He says brown, brown shirt. That's Gary, guy you just spoke. He's the one taking this picture. So I want, I want you, to, I want you guys to understand this. Before he would come out, there were FBI agents, secrets, or whatever, guarding his house. You understand that? And when we walked up there, do you think they immediately started their internet searches to who the heck this guy was? You think they did? Huh? Or were they sleeping over in the corner drinking coffee, eating donuts? No, no, no. This is the chief law enforcement officer in America. Right there he is. And the FBI agents who are there to protect him immediately did a background check research on me, probably pulled up all those lines. I've been out here for a long time, right? They pulled up all that information. And what did they determine? Hey, Clay, what did they determine? Here's what they determined. That's a good guy. He ain't going to hurt you. That's a good guy. You can go out and talk to him. You'll be okay. That's two of the secret service agents standing right there to the right. Right, right. Folks, so so this is all a lie, right? Do do we understand? Do you think they didn't know? Do you think they didn't know who I was? Of course they did. When Randy did did that prayer, two of those secret service officers, I looked right dead in their face were crying. That's right. Every side of us, right? Because look, they knew we'd been to Hillary's house. We'd we'd, done that three times. They knew we went to Hillary's house. We didn't cause any problem. We went to the parade. We didn't cause any problem. We went to her house. They knew all that. Come on. They knew all that. And now they're trying to paint me out to be a terrorist. Bill Dunphy's a terrorist. Really? Really? Hey, Coach, my phone just shut down and powered back on right now while we're talking. <laughs> yeah, can't let that get out there, can you? Huh? Can't let that get... Craig Mickles, the guy who did it, he's the one who bought the big white horse. I wish I had a picture of that right now. Had a big white stallion out in front of Bill Barr's house. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then we really made him mad when we hammered him. We got the home address, and we sent letters to his wife. How many of you in here sent a letter to Mrs. Barr? Let me hear you. I did. 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 You we bunch did. of freaking bears. I did. I did. What, how many put in that letter that we're praying for you? We're praying for your family, right? Huh? I Just, did. Do, uh, doing what Christians would do, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And what happened? They said, well, it sure didn't work, Coach. Oh, yeah, it did. He quit about six weeks later. He couldn't take the heat. Personal letters sent to his wife. We're praying for you. We're praying for your husband that he would do the right thing. Folks, they call that conviction. Convicted. And then you know what happened? Then they stopped receiving the letters. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And they put a stop on it because she got so many letters and they were convicted so much from God-fearing people like me and you out here in the hinderland with no heat, caring enough to go all the way into their house send letters to them, begging them to do the right thing. They couldn't take the heat. They couldn't take the heat. 
Yeah, there were 130 of us there. Any of those 130 people? Hey, hey Clay, when you were there, I'm sorry if I'm wearing this out. It's important. Hey, Clay, did anybody frisk you? Did you go through any type of security device? Did you go through a machine to beep to see if you had a gun or a knife or a bomb? Did, did you do that when you went to Bill Barr's house, Clay? Anybody had to get nope. frisked or, or, or like they do at the airport? Zip, zip, zip. Anybody have that happen to you? No. no did Bill Barr, that. help me out here. Did Bill Barr walk down, come out to us, talk to us, shake hands, and then get encircled and let us lay hands on him and pray? Did that, did that happen or not? That happened. The only thing I that saw happened. was some guy was in a car and he had a some kind of computer or laptop device, and it looked like he was like trying to get facial recognition on people as they tried to pass a car. But other than that, that's it. Okay, so so if I was going, if I'd have been, if I'd have been a little bit more organized this morning and talked more about this, I'd had the video. I had a video of us out. Video. I got all kinds of videos of us doing this. I got videos of Randy laying hands and praying on Bill Barr. They didn't frisk Randy. They didn't take him through. A, they didn't take him through an airport machine. No, no, no. They knew. They knew we were peaceful and harmless. They knew it. They knew it. And now they're saying, "What? We're terrorists? We're, what?" I'll see you in court. Call me FBI. I'll see you in court. Go ahead, Craig. Yeah, a funny story there, Coach. Because you know, I parked up the court up from where Bill Barr lived because I had the trailer with me. And so this lady, she's out tending her yard and she goes, what's in that big trailer? What's in that trailer? Is that a horse trailer? I said, yeah. And by that time, Samson comes out and I said, ma'am, I said, we're here. Um, We're just going to be asking for equal justice down at your neighbor, Mr. Barr's house. And I said, now he's he's probably going to poop in the street and all that, but I got my bucket here and I'm going to clean it up. And she got all giddy, ran over the horse and she says, you know, that horse manure is really great fertilizer. Now, here's my flower bed. Will you please take that manure if he does poop and put it in my flower bed? And I said, sure, I will. And, of course, Samson did do it, you know, and I brought it over, and she's all giddy. So we had good public relations that day with the neighbors. We did. We did. We did. Huh? We went from that to this. We tried to warn him, didn't we? We tried to, we tried to warn him. Okay, now hang on here. I'm going to bring Gene in. And then I want to pause it because I got I got some serious stuff I got to show you here real quick. Gino, come on in, buddy. Yeah, I was I had my hand up a long time, and I wanted to make sure you was bringing that letter up that the rest of us sent that wasn't able to be there. And I was glad that I did that. And then I still just want to warn you all. I still have people come to me here in Okeen, Oklahoma, and ask you. You mean the FBI hasn't come and got you yet? Isn't that something? Huh? Yeah. Huh. That's where we are. I ain't hiding from them anymore. I ain't hiding. They know, they know where I live. They're listening right now. They, they know what we did. Huh? Are you kidding me? They know what we did. Their whole case is shot. Their whole case is shot. I'm standing with a daggone attorney general. I'm a terrorist. I'm standing. No security around me. What? Come on. Come on. I'll get his ass on the on the witness stand. <laughs> Call me, baby. We'll get him up there. We'll, we'll make his big old fat butt sit down there and tell us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 We sure will. Okay. Listen, I'm feeling this. I feel good today. Number six, I came across this. I don't know if I've ever in my life. See, when we go back, folks, into history and we get back into our Christian roots, the Christian roots of America. When you go back and see how things really were at the beginning, before all the secularization and everything that's taken place, I came across this this morning, early this morning. I about fell out of my seat. Did you guys know? I, I didn't. I didn't know this. This is U.S. Legal. Do you guys see the website U.S. Legal? Did you know that there's a crime called depraved indifference? Depraved indifference. It's a law. Still in the books in the United States. It says this, to constitute depraved indifference. Here's what depraved indifference is. Let me give it to you in a nutshell, and then we'll go back to this. Here's depraved indifference. You know, I'm using as a wild example here, okay? You know that they are, uh, that they are raping little boys across the street from you. You know it. You know what's going on. It goes on every day. 
and you know it's going on, but you say, I'm not going to get involved. I'm not going to get involved. If I get involved, they'll burn down my house. They'll, they'll kill my chickens. They'll shoot my, I'm not, I'm just not, it's not worth it. I'm going to let them continue to rape little boys. I'm not going to get involved. Folks, that is a crime called depraved indifference. How many, raise your hand if you knew that. Don't lie. Don't lie. Coach, also conspiracy with that. Well, I want to just, I just want to handle on this one. To constitute depraved indifference, a defendant's conduct must be so wanton, so deficient in a moral sense of concern, so lacking in regard for the life or lives of others, and so blameworthy as to warrant the same criminal liability as that which the law imposes upon a person who's doing it. It's a crime. Depraved indifference focuses on the risk created by the defendant's conduct, not the injuries actually resulting. And isn't that something? Well, hang on a minute. In one case, while exploring the meaning of depraved indifference, recklessness, the Court of Appeals ruled that intoxication is not a defense or an excuse to depraved mind murder, although it may be to intentional murder. Its analysis started with distinguishing reckless manslaughter from the depraved indifference recklessness necessary for murder. To bring defendants' conduct within the murder statute, the people were required to establish also that the defendants' act was so eminently dangerous and presented a very high risk of death to others that it was committed under circumstances which evidence a wanton indifference to human life or depravity of another mind. In other words, you saw it and you knew what was going on. You are as guilty as the guy who did it. That's what that law says. You guys know that? The crime differs from the intentional murder in that it results not from a specific conscious intent to cause death, but from an indifference or disregard of the risks attending the defendant. That's a crime. When's the last time that crime has been enforced? Hmm? So we show up at the, dare I say it, the deviant homo party, and nobody doing nothing about it. Right. Why? Well, because they got, um, what do they call it? They got depraved indifference. They're so whacked out. They're so depraved that they don't care. That's crime. Now, hang on. Just getting started. Pull up for me. uh, You guys know this before. I'm going to show you three different things. I'm going to show you something else. Uh, Start with number seven. Number seven. I read this to you the other day. This is the Ohio and public decency. This this regards, by the way, drag queen stories. Are, that's where I'm going. That's where I'm going. This 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 uh, by the way involves going to libraries. I'm sorry, going to school board members, school board meetings, and saying you ain't going to teach that crap to my kid, huh? You're not going to you're not going to do that to that kid. No, you're not going to do that. Because why? Because that's a violation of the law, huh? Oh, that's a violation of the law. That's depraved indifference. You mean to tell me you're sitting on that school board? You're sitting on that school board and you're letting them teach kids about homosex? Dude, that's depraved indifference. That's depraved indifference. You can't do that. You are put in that position to obey an oath to do the right daggone thing. You with me, folks? Amen. So it's in Ohio. Hang on. Where am I? Where am I? Uh, Go to number nine real quick. Number nine. This is real short. This is real short. This is, this is the latest drag show in Orlando, Florida, huh? called Screwed Off. Screwed Off the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Screwed Off with your nipples so bright. Won't you guide my sleigh tonight? In front of children, again, of course, right? Huh? Oh, it's okay, huh? Why? Well, it's okay. It's okay because I got depraved indifference. Can I say can I I'm going to I'm going to say a word that you would hear in the locker room hold your ears. I'm going to look look although raping those little boys over there I don't give a shit. That's depraved indifference. It's a it's a crime. 
Scroll down a little bit. This show, hey, Spencer, play this wonderful, wonderful screwed off with your nipples so bright right there. It's only about a minute. This will just encourage you folks. Huh? Now, hang on. Hang, okay, go, go ahead and play it. Go ahead. Screwed up with your nipples so bright. The people sitting in the pew, sitting there watching that thing. They, they've got it, man. They've got depraved indifference, right? They've got depraved indifference. So I said, well, wait a minute. This can't go on, can it? This can't go on. This can't. I said, certainly Florida, number eight. Florida, certainly they have a law against that, don't they? Florida? Huh? Why they do? Scroll down. It's unlawful to expose or exhibit one's sexual organs in public or on the private premises of another or so near thereto as to be seen from such private premises in a vulgar or indecent manner, or to be naked in public except in any place provided or set apart for this purposes, violates his section as a misdemeanor, the first degree punishable as provided, a mother's breastfeeding of her baby does not, under any circumstance, violate this section. So friends, it's against the law in Florida. Now, I'm not going to take the time to do it, but you can get on this website and you can see if these drag queen story hours are against the law where you live. And can I promise you something? They are. They are. So should we be bringing pressure on the libraries? Or should we be bringing pressure on our local police to arrest those? I almost said a word Paul Gosling would have used. I almost said it. It's their job to go arrest those people that are doing it. It's their job. Do you understand? But they won't go do it because why? Because there's no public, huh, what's the word? There's no, there's, there's depraved indifference in the church. The church has depraved indifference. I'm okay, you're okay. Who are you to judge? If it feels good, do it. Uh, depraved indifference. And so they're going to teach butt sex to a kindergartner, and you got depraved indifference, and you don't care. That's not my kids. My kids aren't in that school. Oh, yeah? Well, you better pull up for me number five. Pull up number five. Because I believe depraved indifference is right out of the Scriptures. James chapter 4. I'm going to read it quickly. From whence come wars and fighting among you? Come they not hence, even of your lust that war in your members? You lust and you kill and have not. You kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you have not because you ask not. You ask and you receive not because you ask amiss, that you want to consume it upon your own lust. You adulterers and you adulteresses. Know you not that friendship of the world is enmity with God? And whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Are you an enemy of God? Do you think that the scripture saith in vain the spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth the envy, but he giveth more grace? Wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify you heart, your hearts. You double-minded, depraved, indifferent people, be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning, yet your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he'll lift you up. Speak not evil one of another, brothers. He that speaketh evil of his brother and judges his brother, speaketh the evil of the law, and the judge and judges the law. But if you judge the law, there are no you are no longer a doer of the law, but a judge. There's only one law giver who's able to save and destroy. Who art thou that you judge another? See, this doesn't this doesn't mean judge right from wrong. It means motives. Go now, ye, to say, today or tomorrow, we will go into this city and continue their year, and we're going to buy and sell, and we're going to make a bunch of money. And whereas you know not what you shall be doing tomorrow, what is your life? It's even a vapor that appeareth here for a little while and then vanish away. For you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we'll go do it. But now you rejoice, verse 18, but now you rejoice in your boastings. All such rejoicing is evil. And therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doesn't do it, to him it is sin called depraved indifference. Hey, Vinny, boom! 
When's the last time you heard your pastor preach on that one? Come on in, Paul. Sounds a lot like the medical cult, the death cult that we're kind of going through now. Can you imagine the nurses and doctors just watching that? People Paul, can you imagine broken. they're watching somebody's father die and not speaking up because they're going to lose their job? Oh, God. It, it's That's what, Paul, that's depraved indifference. Depraved indifference. Yeah, put it in the chat. Because you're going to run into people and they ain't going to believe it. Because, see, back when, when Jesus was Lord, you remember those days, don't you, when Jesus was Lord? When he was, a, when he was above Joe Biden. You guys, anybody out there remember those days? Because out when uh, Jesus was Lord in America, he didn't pull that crap. He didn't get away. He had a duty. He had a duty to report evil. Somebody say amen old enough to remember that. Give me a thumbs up. Yeah, I remember those days. Amen. Yeah, I remember those days. Amen. Now, 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 not only do we not report it, we're we're indifferent to it. We're depraved indifferent to it. Oh, well. It's just some little boy's bunghole. he'll, He'll get over it. God help us. Reggie, come on in. Good morning, Coach. I know you've always kind of warned me and cautioned me against my terminal or my my use of language when I you you say you paint with a broad brush, but it comes from experience. And when you're talking about the indifference, you know, when I advocated for children, um, and I'm not just talking just you know teenagers. I'm talking babies and and people. People just don't care. And, and it's the most heartbreaking thing. And, I, you know, I'm, people think I'm jaded. I'm a negative. Well, it's just a disgusting acceptance of the weak self-centeredness of humanity is what I am. And I do have a bad taste in my mouth. And I don't like people because I know what happens to these children. And Christians are the worst of it all. They ignore the voices of those who know. And they say, show proof. I could I could use my language right now because right now I can already feel it. They kiss my ass, show proof. Okay, let me dig those bones up of those babies. Let me let me go in the pig pen and slaughter the pig that they they threw the bones to eat so there wouldn't be any evidence or the diamond rings. Let me let me un, let's let's get a scientific forensic on those uh, blood diamonds that they use that the crush bones of those babies. People just don't want to accept it. They okay, won't. But speak Reggie, out. listen, listen, Reggie. It doesn't even have to go to that, although it does go to that. See, that's what people don't get because they are, what? They are depraved and different to the fact that they're teaching homosex in kindergarten. That doesn't even bother them. They don't care. They don't care. Depraved. Christians are depraved. We sing the glories of God, talk about how great God is and protect me, my family, and give me a good life and money. And they're banging the little boy across the street, and you don't even care. They're teaching little five-year-olds how to masturbate, and we don't care. Why? Depraved indifference. Quiet, awful quiet in this Presbyterian church. Go ahead, Joe Allen. Hands up. No. Here's the case down in Florida, what just happened. Three gentlemen, and one was taking a video of it, where they killed a black man that was in his neighborhood. The person taking the video didn't call the cops. So he falls under the conspiracy. He gets charged the same charge. So that praise indifference falls underneath that. Well, depraved indifference, even right now. Okay, hang on. Hang on. Here we go. I see. I'll get you with you there, Julie. Judah, I'll be right with you. Just a little bit more evidence for you here. Go to, where is it? Where is it? Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I just had it in my head. I'll slide down there. Um, what the heck? Number four. Thank you. Number four, Spencer. Are you ready, folks? Huh? You ready? Here we go, number four. No, that's not it. Wait a minute. Yeah, the homo book infiltrates Breitbart. There you go. There you go. Go down to this freak. Go down to this freak. Go on down. Go on down to this freak. Yeah, go to that freak right there. Go ahead. 
Two minutes. So the Rainbow Library, we send LGBTQ plus affirming books to schools and libraries for free, along with additional GLSEN resources. Um, we have four different grade ranges for the books that we send out, K through two, three through five, six through eight, and nine through 12. We put a major emphasis on books that center the voices of trans and non-binary people, as well as books that center the voices of BIPOC LGBTQ plus people. I know myself as a former teacher, um, that having a high quality LGBTQ plus affirming books at my fingertips would allow me to seamlessly integrate this into a freeze that a second. That otherwise would be teaching. Freeze that. This, this uh, freak, this, this deviant, he's making sure that in the, in the libraries, they have books that satisfy existing need for LGBT affirming. They connect schools, libraries, and young LGBT people to existing local national groups. This is, in the, this is in your library. Provides high-quality resources for teachers to make schools and instruction more inclusive of the queers. And number four, serve as a positive proof point and a stepping stone for inclusion in the curriculum. That's all right. You had depraved indifference. Keep playing it. Anyway, right? So it's a first step for getting in front of kids, um, getting into the instruction for all students. Um, and last but not least, the Rainbow Library serves as a positive proof point. So it can allow a district or a state to have that first stepping stone for inclusive curriculum at the district or state level, right? So once a Rainbow Library is rolled out at a school and um, adults, family members see all the positive impacts of it there. Um, they hear the positive stories of students feeling affirmed and safe because of these books, activating their curiosity. There is more demand for more change, including policy change. Wow, they've decided they'll infiltrate the schools. Wow, Ooh. they'll put the books in the library. J.R. Harrison, he's trying to get uh, some good books into the library. Trying to get some good books into the libraries in, in uh, uh, Delaware County. God bless you, JR. Got to pull teeth and do everything else just to try to get a Jesus Loves You book in the library. Why? Because they're full of queers. Why are they full of queers? Because we got depraved indifference. We don't care. Doesn't matter to us. Hey, my kid. Greg, Julie. My kid's in youth group. He wouldn't, he wouldn't learn that. He's in youth group. Um, this was what Reggie said. You know, I seen proof. I lived in Arizona for. A year and a half, and I seen two young girls the same age as me, and I didn't, you know, I didn't know any of this. I didn't know what was going. On. I didn't know what to do. I was like petrified. So, it's wonderful. Well, what they've done though, Julie, is they've taught you depraved indifference. Now, it does it does not matter to you if they're doing it to somebody else? It doesn't matter to us. It's none of our business. Who are you to judge? Right, right, Judah. Lost to Judah, I think. Clay. I said uh, that uh, the oh, repeated back, sin. Back. Go, ahead, go ahead, Judah. The repeated sin will sear a conscience. Oh. A repeated sin will sear a conscience. Hmm. Yep, yep, yep. I'm not going to go speak up against uh, the library for showing uh, Drag Queen Story Hour because I got my own porn addiction. I don't have I don't have any moral ground to stand on. Go ahead, Clay. Well, uh, when you were voicing your opinion about the Super Bowl, isn't that a all ages family event? Wouldn't you think that? Yeah. And then and then when you said something about them parading themselves around dancing, uh, being sexual in front of everybody, well, everybody there's a ton of people that made fun of Coach Dave Dobbinmeyer, and now here we are in 2022. See. And then if we if we say that you're not supposed to do this in front of kids, well, they're going to say, well, everybody was okay with you with with the Super Bowl halftime show with J Lo and Shakira, and then they say, well, you're just being discriminatory against men dressing like women yeah, doing the same thing. You know how the game's played, Clay. Clay knows how the game's played. Yeah, you got it. You got it. Hey, Spencer, try this one. Google real quick. Coach threatens lawsuit over. Super Bowl halftime show. See what pops up. I thought they made fun of me all across America. Why? Because I don't have depraved indifference. That's why. Uh, huh? There it is. Click on that. Huh? February 7th. What year was that?
2020. I, I think the only thing different now is that there's men dressed like women doing the same thing. And now all of a sudden people have a problem with it, but they didn't care that there was women dressed like this dancing no, around in front of the kids. Such a heartbreaking story out of Tuscarora County. An investigation continues. Hey, Spencer, put that in the chat. I want, I, I want to go back and remember. They made fun of me on Stephen Colbert, huh? Oh, yeah, dad, yeah, yeah, coach. Yeah, do you guys remember that? Pull, pull that halftime show up there real quick. Watch her flashing her monkey at everybody. Every every kid in America watching the halftime show, and she's up there flashing the flashing her monkey. By the way, it's indecent exposure. It's a violation of the law. I don't care. Music was good, boy. She sure can dance. Come on in, George. Can we get some of the names of those books posted in the chat so that I can go into the school? Boy, I hope I don't see those books in the school where I oh, live. Oh, there, George. Come on. Grow up, George. Huh? Grow up. They've been in there forever. Ain't no Bibles. No, no Jesus loves you stories in there. But they got all kinds of homo books in there, buddy. Huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. For the 0.8% of people who claim to be homo, whatever it is, they tell us 13%. They lied to us. 0.8%. They run in everything. And what? Well, we've got depraved indifference, which is a crime. How's yeah. everybody? Go ahead. Hey, George, we'll find something. Hey, how about this? Heather has two. Here's, your, here's one. Are you ready? I wish I knew I was going to go here. It's perfectly normal. Pull that one up there, Spencer. It's perfectly normal. Children's book. Oh, I guarantee you it's in your library, George. I guarantee you it's perfectly normal. Google, it's perfectly normal. Children's book. It's perfectly normal. Why, there it is. Huh? Oh, yeah, perfectly normal. Talks about masturbation and how to best masturbate. And oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a really good children's book. Perfectly normal. Changing bodies, growing up, sex, gender, and sex healthy. Promise you it's in your library. Jeff Klein, go ahead. And Dave Allison. Coach, you got about three minutes. Let's go. Coach, your entire show today is why we're going back to another school board meeting January 12th. You know, I ended my day yesterday at the car lot. I had some drama going on. It was crazy. I won't go into the whole story, but it was ugly. The guy, sissy guy, ends up bringing his wife in. She comes in, starts ripping me, dropping F-bombs, telling me to be nice, stay off the top of that van that you get out there and start preaching on, and just be nice. Can't you just be nice? And then she takes her marijuana pipe, just smokes some weed, and she's puffing on it right at my desk, blowing smoke, ripping me just went off on me. I was like, get out, get out of here. And she walks out the door in my car lot, box of t-shirts there for JC's autos. And as she ripped me, she reaches in the box says, I think I'll take one of these and walked right out the door and stole a shirt. It's like, geez, it was crazy. Hey, Jeff, depraved indifference, man. That's what we're dealing with. Depraved indifference. And anybody speaks against it. Oh, buddy. That's the problem. Dave Allison, the name us. Uh, in a recent meeting with uh, Matt Twella, he reminded us, I think if you would look at, at the Ohio indecency law, all 50 states, teachers and librarians are exempt. And uh, that's why they have this going on in the libraries, because they're exempt from that. So as much as we hate it, there's laws on the books, all 50 states. As long as it's sanctioned by the librarian, they can come in there and do just about anything they want to do. Now, if you walk in there unsanctioned and do something, they'll rescue and throw you in jail. As long as it's sanctioned by the library, they can get in. And that's what we're that's what we're up against. That's why they're not walking in and arresting these people. That's right. Well, we got we got everything's local. We got to we have got to put some teeth in our laws again locally. Amos, wrap us up here. I just want to um, say that Coach Dave is right. Um, I'm here in uh, a rural county of Arkansas. We've got those books in our library. We're in the middle of a fight right now. We've uh, the last uh, corn port meeting. We uh, uh, made some progress, but we're still we're still fighting. So he's right. If you think it's not in your library, you're 
you're, you're you just haven't gone and looked. So, uh, but there is success. There was 250 people, I would say, 100, well, 200 to 250 people at the quorum court meeting in opposition of it. So, uh, <laughs> and we've got we've got another meeting set. So there is there is uh, work to be done, and it is happening in your community. Thank you. Hey, bless you, Amos. Let us know how we can help you down there. All right. Hey, look, folks. Here's okay. the truth. Let, let, let me tell you the truth here. I got I got to run. Um, we're all guilty. We're callously, we're callously unbothered by what they're doing to our yeah. children. We're call- it's not our, it's not my kid, not my kid. And we may get away with it here on this earth, but we're going to be held to account for our depraved indifference when we stand before Almighty God. Amen. Amen. You know, Coach, you can't even shame any Christian into complying to assist. They have no shame. They think they do. They think they do, but they have no shame. They have no shame. They won't even even send a letter to the Supreme Court. See you tomorrow.